Welcome back to episode number 53 of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. Today is Friday, February 19th. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and on today's episode, we have a very special guest from Fiend. But first, I want to let everybody know that next week, Thursday, February 25th, starting at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, the Access Intelligence Events team behind this very podcast and our annual Global Connected Aircraft Summit will be hosting our first Connected Aviation Intelligence webcast of 2021, featuring a cyber roundtable and a case study given from Virgin Atlantic. You can register for free for both of these sessions at gcasummit.com slash aviation dash intelligence. So on today's episode, I recently caught up with Cam Murphy. He is the managing director of FEME, which is an aircraft maintenance repair and overhaul provider. He provides some insights on what it's been like to provide aircraft maintenance and services through a global pandemic and how their Miami-based organization is actually expanding to more locations throughout the U.S. right now. So let's get into our discussion with Cam. So Cam, first, for those in our audience who may be unaware of who you are or FEME is as an organization, can you just give us an introduction to your name, job title, um, a little bit background about your career and some of your day-to-day responsibilities with FEME. Okay, uh, I'm I'm not good at this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best here. Um, my name is Cam Murphy. Uh, currently, I'm the president at FEME. Um, my my um, career background is is pretty interesting. I got a BA from TCU, Texas Christian University, where I also play football. And um, I had a business that I, I had started and sold it. And I came on board with my family's business, and then I got a uh, an MBA in aerospace and defense, and also got a green belt because I have to always shout out my Lean and Six Sigma people out there. Um, and uh, I was awarded in 2017. I was awarded Forbes 30 to 30, um, and they don't have a specific aviation category, but it was under manufacturing. Um, I've spent my whole life at Theme. Uh, prior to us be calling uh, to us being Theme, we were F and E aircraft uh, maintenance. Um, which was really two guys in a truck. It was my, my father when he first started the business over 29 years ago. And we've just been super blessed that we've been growing um, after not only our rebrand, but the FIEM team here is just, they've done an excellent job. Um, my, my day-to-day focuses are, are, are I always think is, is simple. They, are, they sound complicated, but they're not. The first focus is just the FIEM team, um, overall co- culture of the organization. And then our IT and tech initiatives that we that we go that we move forward with, and also um, our strategy, our overall business strategy. These are like these are the areas that I, I focus on day to day throughout the organization. Uh, theme, uh, we are a uh, a MRO, if you will, a maintenance repair and, and overhaul. We provide line maintenance um, and other other MRO services to both domestic and international. Um, cargo and commercial air airliners that are transiting the uh, U.S. And and where are you all based out of? So we're headquartered uh, in Miami, Florida. Uh, we have approximately 30 locations throughout the U.S. from Miami and a lot of major uh, international airports from Miami all the way up to Anchorage. 
I see. So, so across the U.S. and um, it's pretty interesting time in aviation, as you know. Um, of course, uh, you know all areas of the air transport industry are dealing with the ongoing impact of COVID nineteen, and you you're you're in a very unique um, you know business and in, in the services that you provide. Can you tell us just from an operational standpoint, you know, touching the aircraft, providing services to the aircraft? How, how has the impact of COVID-19, the, you know, the regulatory changes and policies and social distancing, how has that impacted just the day-to-day operations for FEME? I mean, certainly I, COVID has made everything more difficult when it, when it comes to, um, you know, getting things done from how things were prior to COVID. Um, even, you know, how we have to deal with, you know, meeting with airport personnel, how we have to deal with meeting the aircraft. Um, things have changed. Um, uh, for us as, a, as an organization, um, the passenger side of the business has, has suffered, uh, particularly with, with international air, air carriers. Um, but we're very fortunate and, and blessed that uh, the freighter side of the business continues to grow for us. Um, the market continues to be very busy, um, and, and we expect it to continue to be as, as robust as it has been. Initially, it was like a, a boom because of the PPE. But beyond that, now the robustness really comes from, you know, e-commerce giants and e-commerce business. Um, and for everyone that's home, you know, right now that are getting their packages delivered from Amazon and DHL, these are some of the, uh, the um, air carriers that we service. And now, you know, building on that, um, I, I did kind of peruse some of the, the FEME website there and l- understand that you all actually just opened or are nearing the completion of a new aircraft hangar at Miami International Airport. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So we actually, uh, believe it or not, last year we opened up a hangar facility uh, in CVG and Part of the, the build that we were doing there is we're doing another one here in Miami where we were taking uh, a hangar and doing a, a 40-year recertification on it and outfitting it and putting backshop support to support the, uh, the enterprise. Um, and we've been, we've been fortunate uh, for both facilities, uh, especially the one in CVG that was a, that's a newly built facility as well, that um, right across the taxiway from where we put this you know, over 100,000 square foot hangar, Amazon decided to put their uh, their cargo hub there. For, so similar to what UPS has in Louisville or FedEx has in Memphis, um, Amazon has put that in uh, CVG. And here in Miami, for a lot of our low-cost um, carrier uh, passenger, we have provided a, 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 a hangar here in this location as well as ramp space to perform the, the A-check work that we do on uh, aircraft. And what are some of the, uh, you know, that, that's very interesting that um, I think most of the sort of mainstream news headlines we see right now about uh, commercial aviation are that air travel is down mostly because of, you know, COVID-19 impacting the ability uh, primarily for international travel, but even domestically, especially business travel, you know, a, a lot of people working from home with no need to travel. Um, but, you know, you you all are opening this new hangar at Miami. So you're, you're actually expanding, right? I mean, over the last year, you, you, you have this new hangar opening up and you mentioned the one in CVG as well. What's that been like? I mean, is it is it primarily e-commerce and air cargo that is driving this, you know, your ability to continue to expand 
during this time? Yeah, I mean, the freight market is definitely uh, picked up and, and, it, and it continues to be very busy. Um, and, 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 I, and, I, and, and what we are seeing is we are seeing a little uptick in, um, in low-cost carriers. Um, as, as people feel more confident in traveling, we're seeing our low-cost carriers uh, come back um, and, and, and increase their volume of flights. And, and in Miami particularly, is that a hub for air cargo operations? I mean, Miami has a huge, huge presence. Um, I, I would, comparing Miami, the facility here versus the facility uh, at CVG, um, CVG is definitely growing at a higher rate, but Miami is a huge international hub for uh, international cargo um, that's, that's coming into the uh, U.S. And, you know, one of the things that we like to focus on the podcast is, you know, newer aircraft and airport technologies that are being adopted in different segments of aviation. Um, you know, FEME provides aircraft engineering maintenance services. What are some of the newer technologies that you're adopting into your operations to improve efficiencies in different areas? Um, you know, any new testing or, or other, you know, maybe data analytics technologies that FEME has adopted recently? Yeah, we're actually, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny you mention that um, because, you know, at the start of the uh, pandemic, I feel that a lot of companies and, and I guess us in particular, we have, we've already, we've, we've always been in technology and growing that, uh, but I would say it was at a slower rate. Um, immediately when COVID happened, you had to speed up the process of digitizing and using data analytics to do as, as many things as, as we can. And, you know, of course, the first thing was everybody is, has to get familiar with how to use Microsoft Teams or Zoom, and then even doing remote training for our, our uh, uh, techs. Um, and, and, and those are what I call the easy examples. But, you know, what, what we've done as an organization is that um, we've, we've developed some new things. We have new capabilities like remote engine borescoping. That's a, a technology that we're, we're, we're investing in and we're getting more in and we're, we're, we're pretty much almost finished with that. The other is, is also um, we're, we're looking to do things like remote troubleshooting using Microsoft um, um, HoloLenses. And we've also developed in-house software because we went out in the market and we tried to look high and low and internationally, but um, we've developed a software that we believe is pretty significant um, that um, it's when it's completed um, and we've tested it on, on some particular airlines that it's really going to um, really do what our slogan is, which is help deliver airlines more flight time and less downtime. Um, We're going to be taking a lot of data sets and um, using some regression analysis to really compare and kind of come up with a tail-based maintenance solution for all of our, our, our air carriers. Uh, and, and, and hopefully, and what we tested is uh, to be able to help maximize their ground time. Um, another thing that we did because um, of, the, of the pandemic and the, and the loss of our, our passenger services was, you know, we were able to look at our partnerships. Um, we, have a, we have a great partnership with um, Enterprise. They have a program called eFleet Management. Um, they, were help, they were able to help us lower our, our fleet costs and really turn them into a fixed cost and, and be more fuel efficient. We're actually working uh, with them right now to uh, look at electric vehicles and looking at how we can start putting in the infrastructure for electric vehicles that not only help the environment, 
um, but to help, you know, reduce the spend we have on fuel. Um, and the last thing we're looking at from a technology standpoint is um, a device that really will allow us to perform metal analysis um, and of, of, of aircraft engine metal chips, the plane side, rather than sending those particles to a lab uh, to, do, to do analysis. And these are just some of the examples of some of the things that we're, we're, we're doing. And we're also keeping an eye out for emerging technology with drones and, and how that will be impacted because um, they will, they will you know, need a, a part 145 repair station. Um, and and these, these technologies really kind of allow us as an organization to be you know, nimble and, and, and scalable. So it is interesting that you you talked about you know in a few a few different things there, uh, more of a leaning towards remote technologies, which almost every industry has had to shift towards that. So it's interesting to learn that that has hit you know the aircraft maintenance market as well. I have to ask you mentioned the Hololens technology, um, you know that that's very interesting. It is something that uh, I have covered in a couple different interviews and articles in recent years. What are you all, what type of applications or, you know, use cases are you considering for, for that technology? So the use cases we're looking at are, are really kind of two main, two main things. One is um, helping, um, let's say, new or inexperienced uh, fiends, or you know, I call everyone fiend team, but the fiend technicians to, if they need help, that someone can remote in and help them troubleshoot in the time and have troubleshooting notes as you're doing things. And we're hoping that some of these uh, technologies will allow, um, you know, the, the algorithms will allow that when the technician is looking at a specific engine type, it will automatically recognize the engine type and possibly in partnership with um, um, Boeing to have them, you know, have the ability to open up Boeing manuals, um, you know, through the HoloLens visually and still see it. I know right now the, the the software that we're building, and again in conjunction with Boeing, they were there. You know, our the, the long term goal is to have technicians with the ability to have everyone has an iPad and they're able to you know access Boeing manuals and access troubleshooting notes and access resources to help help them while they're at uh, the aircraft, um, as opposed to you know a lot of uh, MRO organizations where you see them do certain things and they might print it out of the vehicle, but they go back to their main base. You know, our, our goal is to be as flexible and scalable um, for airlines as possible. And we really, we really um, got a lot of positive feedback on us having that ability for our current uh, uh, customers. Interesting. And you mentioned drones as well. I definitely have to follow up on that point. Are, are you considering the use of those possibly for, you know, like airframe inspections or, or other op- applications? We're looking at it from actually a couple of different um, perspectives. One of the perspectives are, you know, I, I, we have uh, a belief and I believe that um, drone delivery for, for packages will be a thing in the future. And um, these drones will, uh, in turn, need a maintenance provider. Um, I, I think right now in the market, there's a lot of focus on um, whether it's an uh, Uber, huge one, or Amazon, or Google delivering. I think that one of the things that um, is not really being talked about was how is that infrastructure going to be once the approval is in, is in place. And we just want to be positioned to be to be a part of it, you know. And we there's some really really amazing and really cool drone companies um, 
out there that we're, we're looking at and either thinking about you know, partnering with or thinking about supporting as far as their maintenance needs. Interesting. And um, so, and you mentioned, you know, the, the uh, engine inspection technology as well. I, I wanted to also ask you, though, about aircraft data and, uh, you know, data analytics and sort of data storage as well. One of the interesting things that's been interesting to cover on the commercial aviation side in recent years is how a lot of airlines are changing the way that they, um, you know, not only acquire data, but also store it in different, you know, um, you know, digital portals or, or even the use of cloud computing in, in some ways. And I want to ask you as, you, as you know, the, the engineering and services you provide, you know, FEM must have a lot of aircraft data and just information that you have to analyze and store maybe on a monthly basis. Are, are there any newer technologies you're doing to in, improve those workflows? Yeah, so we're actually, uh, you know, internally, we're, we're building a software um, and, and we're working with another company um, that it's doing exactly kind of what you're mentioning. We, what our goal is, is right now, um, planes are shooting out, I mean, just, just huge, huge terabytes of, of information. And I think that um, a lot of airlines, a lot of MROs are you know, going in circles to figure out how to consolidate this information so they can do either uh, prescriptive or predictive uh, analytics and maintenance. And, you know, we feel that all this information that we have stored, um, we're able to paint a better picture. Uh, if you will, from an analogy standpoint, it's we are, we are, you know, putting all the cereal in a bowl and figuring out the most efficient way to pull the information out uh, in bite-sized pieces so that we can, you know, uh, in, in effect, you know, help the airline maximize ground time throughout their entire network as it's transiting the uh, U.S. That's interesting. So you are seeing some demand from that from your customers for some of that. Uh, you know, that, that is a topic we've covered uh, as well, you know, predictive maintenance, predictive analytics, the ability to sort of predict when an aircraft part is going to fail before it, it causes an aircraft on ground situation. I'd imagine that's especially important for air cargo carriers, right? Yes, it, 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 it is. And you're, you're starting to see many uh, air cargo carriers uh, research and get more into this field, but we feel that our customer, it's something that will help us deliver better customer service. And we also feel that our current uh, customer base would, is going to benefit by it because it's going to give us both um, greater perspective and, and potentially uh, start really getting on the forefront of, of doing prescriptive and, and predictive maintenance. And so, you know, as it stands right now in February 2021, um, you know, we're, we're already almost two months into the year here. Um, where are some areas just of your services that you provide that you expect to see growth for in 2021? Considering uh, one of the things we covered a lot last year, there was, you know, increased demand, if almost like a passenger perception perception type of problem that aviation was dealing with, um, with, you know, increased cleaning and, and disinfectant methods, especially by airlines, we're promoting that a lot. Um, is that something you expect to continue to see demand for? Or are there other services you expect to expand in 2021 for, you know, theme and the, the customers that you serve? 
Well, I can, I can tell you when it comes to, you know, sanitization, you know, our maintenance teams are involved in that. Um, and, you know, we're, we're already cleaning our customers' cockpits and, of course, our own spaces regularly, um, making sure that they're cleaned and sanitized. I mean, to the point where, you know, at the height of the pandemic, when everyone was scrambling to try to, you know, get different hand sanitizer solution, you know, our, our safety and our quality team, they came up with, you know, developing our own internal to keep everybody safe. Um, as far as demand for us in 2021, we believe that it's going to keep growing. And one of the biggest lessons um, I think airlines have learned through this pandemic was, you know, maintaining uh, fixed costs is extremely important in order to really prepare for, you know, un unforeseen world events like, like COVID-19. Um, much of the growth we, we've seen during the pandemic, you know, we're going we're gonna to we expect to see more of it due to, you know, we're a service provider that, you know, can meet an airline's needs and expectations. And at the same time, you know, we, we're being held to a high standard of keeping, um, especially the, uh, the cargo carriers, to a high technical dispatch reliability. Um, but we're also, one of the benefits that we've heard back from the feedback from our customers is that we're, we're limiting their needs um, to have a lot of things like, like CapEx and things like that. So, you know, their overall, when it comes to staffing, CapEx, overall cost of running their line maintenance operations, by using us, they're able to scale up and scale down and not be tied to facility costs, vehicle costs, tooling, and equipment. Um, so, you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, we're going to start to see a trend in, um, in, in outsourced line, line maintenance and partnering with, with the right maintenance provider with, you know, uh, you know capable and, and uh, who's capable and driven. You know, I think that um, it's going to really help airlines control their fixed costs. And really, it's going to, you know, we're offering them scalable solutions that they can meet their uh, demand. If their demand drops and they need to pull back and throttle back, on the amount of, of, uh, of maintenance uh, technicians, we're able to, you know, and we're nimble enough to provide that to them. And if they need to scale up rapidly, we're able to provide that as well. Um, and I, I, I expect to, to continue to see that, that pattern because it adds a layer of safety um, for the airline that they can throttle up and throttle down. We had international carriers uh, at Fort Lauderdale, and, and Fort Lauderdale, they, you know, many of the international carriers, they completely, you know, removed 100% of their volume of flights. Um, because of the nimbleness of our team, we were able to take the individual technicians, have them work out of our Miami facility, and when they come back, we are able to still have those trained technicians there and scale it back up to them with facilities and equipment and tools and all of those things so that their operation doesn't miss a beat but now they don't have to incur those high costs of trying to maintain it until when they, you know, everyone was thinking when things will, you know, get, get better. That is very interesting. That, yeah. I think that's an area of, uh, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic that sort of, uh, you, you had a lot of employees, skilled employees leave the workforce, but as the, the demand for some of the air travel comes back, you, you, you know, just like you said, you're still going to need that support there. Uh, so that's very interesting to learn about. Um, well, Cam, I want to say, um, it was a very informative uh, discussion here about many different areas, uh, you know, that FEME supports. Um, if anybody wants to find out any more information about your organization, where can they find that online? 
online. I mean, we're fiend.era. Uh, you can Google us, put us in, and, and um, ask questions there. I mean, we're definitely uh, an organization that part of one of our core values is just being lifelong learners. So, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunity, you know, and we're, we get to learn from everyone. We've learned so much from people within the industry and outside the industry. Um, and, and I know right now we are, we are hiring, we got technicians and in, in, in the different cities are opening up. So if any questions or anyone interested in being a part of the theme team and theme family, we're definitely open to it. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. <laughs>